When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sean, what happened to the painting that Pat did? Uh, honestly, it might still be in storage. Oh, okay. ouch. You realize he could hear you, right? <laughs> Sorry, Pat. I don't. Just, it, 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 was, uh, it was taped up in my bedroom for a long time. You, when, yeah, that's what I was, I was telling them that it was there. up here. They're using it as yeah. a backsplash for the sake. I think we I, I think we packed a bunch of art together and we haven't I think even I, opened that. I left it next, in, uh, next to the hot plate with the frayed wires. <laughs> <laughs> I like to wake up to the smell of Pat's burning painting. It's good for me. Every morning I wake up and put four strips of painting on my George Foreman grill. I plug in the grill, go back to sleep. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly. If your business paper needs or Dundamip, then the people versus paper people Dundamip, then the people versus paper people Dundamip, then the people versus paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and healthcare provider, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Jaynes, security. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. I was never given a name. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. That was a good one. Uh, Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Uh, This week, part two of our voicemail episode. We're we're cleaning out the bag, cleaning out the mailbag. But more importantly, we're taking questions from people. There's dusty corners. <laughs> talk yeah, about the office. <laughs> the, the voicemail bag is. People are kind enough to send us questions, and we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna unpack them. If, we if you've sent yeah, us we have a lot of... and we haven't answered them. We apologize. We get a lot, and uh, again, I'll say it again: tips to help your voicemails get on the show. Keep them under a minute and a half. But if you're cool, keep them under a minute. If you're awesome, under thirty seconds. All of these things will help your show. And, uh, but before we get started, thank you again for sending all these questions in. I mean, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. If you if you leave us a long one, we still listen and we, we listen still enjoy it. Yeah, so we yeah. do. you can always call us and, and just chat. That's uh, 503-694-9314. Well, they can't just call and just chat. It's going to go straight to voicemail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll answer. I'll pick up. <laughs> that's good yeah instead of the voicemail number just give him your phone number at the end of the episode just, you could text sean and it'll be fine you could ask him questions like who do you think you are what gives you the right <laughs> all right let's uh let's jump in boys First question tanner from colorado fellas good to talk to you my name's tanner Frioff. uh i'm from greeley colorado i guess uh, I guess. But working my way through the episodes and uh, loving them all. You guys are doing a great job. I uh, had a question for you, and I've been seeing some memes lately uh, asking, like, talking about what would certain characters think 
when they're watching back through the documentary and seeing things happen. Mm. Um, just my first thought was when you guys talked about Pam's teapot and she sees a little clip in season nine and she has that reaction of like, oh, the letter, like, what was that? Like, so and then you see memes asking the same thing. But long story short, what do you think would be the best uh, reaction? Who would, what would you, what moment would you want to see most of a character seeing something happen from the documentary? Uh, just give me, your, give me your thoughts and can't wait to hear you guys. Thanks for everything you do. Great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Sign Thanks, nice Tanner. Thank you, Tanner. Yeah. Uh, um, what do you guys have? Yeah, characters mm-hmm. seeing themselves in the documentary. I mean, you know. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I mean, I guess just everyone recognizing all of their flaws. Like Stanley being like, <laughs> yeah, I am a little cranky or like. Yeah, uh, it would be a sobering watch for a lot of people. Yes. Mm-hmm. To see Meredith, yeah. ooh. Cuz she's so I mean she doesn't really give a give a crap about what people think. She'd and... love it. She'd love it. She'd be the one who'd just be way into it. And yeah, she'd probably. be like chipping in the stories. Like when she gets busted like walk of shame, she'd be like she she'd be like, "Oh, I was coming back from this place." Like she yeah. she'd be way into it. I'm thinking of Holly watching michael cut the sleeve off her sweater that yes that has always <laughs> yeah. been one is that yeah. and the number two is toby when he realizes who egged his house that day <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> this is an employee of ours <laughs> i was, i feel like both those people should have assumed it was michael yeah but that's the, that's what so. it is it's the aftermath of michael i feel everyone like, just sees it yes. without maybe knowing that it was michael doing yes it. i feel like to, it's not the first time toby's house has been egged and I, he might be a regular thing for him, so that I would, I would like to see that. Maybe Gabe realizing that they unpacked the box with all of his computer equipment and used it before yep. repacking the box. I also, there's a lot of Gabe in this. Really, the entire <laughs> time he's dating Aaron, all the interactions between mm-hmm. Aaron and Andy, and Aaron mm-hmm. t- talking to the camera about how much she doesn't like Gabe while they're dating. That would wreck, oh, yeah. That yeah. Would wreck me. I mean, Gabe would be distraught. He already is prone mm-hmm. to being distraught. And uh, boy, that wouldn't help. Yes, Aaron and I are still dating. Why do you ask me that so often? Keep, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It has been, in a word, exquisite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just a, a, a lot of those relationships where it's a third person looking in and watching all that happen uh, would be painful to watch, but I wouldn't be able to look away at the same time. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I know how to use chopsticks so well. <laughs> Did someone say girl talk? <laughs> any any other characters before we oh, move on? Oh, there's, gosh, now there's so many. I'm thinking of Hank, like, seeing all the stuff that happens in the <laughs> office, knowing yeah. that it's under his watch. <laughs> or, like, what happened when Hank shows up and they've already left after they've been locked in? During the Night right. Out episode yeah, yeah. in season four. I know. Like, who let them out? The, the, the I mean, the it, only time we actually see this really outside of the very end when they realize, oh, the documentary crew's been filming us, even when we're not, we didn't know. The one time we see this is in Koi Pond where we see the footage. Michael gets to watch the footage oh, of what yeah. happened. And just even that little thing, Michael is all over the place. Like, he... Yeah, he he reacts to that in a lot of very interesting ways. One of which is like he's like, "Oh my god, I can throw Jim under the bus 
It's all Jim's fault. So the amount of finger pointing and blame that would that would happen as a result of these people watching this documentary would uh, could be a whole separate movie. I'm sure, yeah, and I'm sure that it would be a hard watch for Angela, and I'm sure Oof. it would be a hard watch for brutal uh, for Angela and Andy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, Andy's watching, basically watching Dwight and Angela have sex behind his back. Oh yeah, all that would the be time. the worst. Uh, and then he has to watch like, I don't know, watch how little everyone takes him seriously. Um, Phyllis would yeah, have some reckoning made... to do. Not exactly her behavior, but how she treats people sometimes. She might not. Well, yeah, I think that's I guess at odds we with even how she, mentioned... what she thinks about herself a little bit. Yeah, I, I, we haven't even mentioned Dwight learning like that. So many. I'm, I'm sure there's many of Jim's pranks that he never knew were Jim's pranks. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point. James Pamela and P.P. Halpert. I mean, future Dwight. For example, the red wire. Yes. Right. We don't ever see Dwight learning that that's Jim. How about Jim just tells the camera that he'll be okay. I made it up. Imagine him seeing the radio interview. Oh, yeah. Or how about Dwight and Michael figuring out that they didn't actually stop the branch from closing? (laughs) Yeah, that would be good. Just humble. We did it. I know. What did we do? I I don't know. I know. Uh, Ryan would probably think he's not in it enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Creed wouldn't watch the documentary, or he might, but he'd be like, "Who are these? These are these are great impressionists." <laughs> yeah, yeah of us. this show is hilarious. <laughs> this Creed Bratton, I love cringe cool comedy. Creed Bratton's stealing my style. Yeah, um, that's a good question, though. There's, I'm sure, there's a lot of. I know of now. I want to talk no about end. that yeah. forever, but we should move on. Thanks, Tanner. Uh, our next question comes from Ben in Philadelphia. Hey, gentlemen. This is Ben calling from Philadelphia. One, love the podcast. I'm I catching up on a bit behind, but I want to keep this short. A couple of thoughts. One is uh, about Andy and the episode about Andy. A huge missed, like hilarious, one. I think one of the funniest physical comedy moments is in the episode about the leads when Aaron's hiding her leads under his under her keyboard and he's freaking out thinking that he's that she's like <laughs> tempting him to touch her hilarious physical comedy moment oh it is yeah. uh two about india right now i'm on the episode y'all are talking about dinner party and i'm thinking about the unbelievable quickness with which andy was willing to invest in serenity by Jan. <laughs> <laughs> but thought then, about like, it I'm a season I'm, later I'm he's super hesitant in fact he rejects the idea of going with Michael Scott Paper Company. In so this climate? Which one of Andy's personalities it's a very interesting is offer. <laughs> that willing to immediately invest in Serenity by Jam without a second question? And then the next season where he's just like, ah, bah, bah, <laughs> like completely unwilling to consider going with Michael, um, Michael Scott Paper Company. Uh, yo, thank you so much. I love the podcast. Um, um, it's really uh, getting through these harder times and i appreciate what you guys are doing i keep it up peace thanks ben thanks ben that's awesome and a really great question very great question why is andy so quick to invest in serenity by jan but so hesitant to join the michael scott paper company because he invested in serenity by jan and he saw what happened (laughs) (laughs) he learned his lesson Mm -hmm. i can't believe he invested in woof later 
you know? He had a garage full of uh, bonfire candles that he had nothing to do with. I think, I think realistically it's that with the investment, it's just his money, or maybe it's his family's money, versus going to work for the Michael Scott Paper Company is his actual physical job where he goes every day and where he interacts, and that could go under very quickly. Mm-hmm. Versus, I mean, Andy is, uh, you know, if, if he's... He would probably just think, well, I made my investment and it didn't work out. And he would kind of wash his hands of it mm-hmm. um, versus leaving his job to go to a new startup. Right. Yeah. Leaving the job is the thing. It's a it's not. Yeah. It's not an investment in the same way. Like, I mean, we see how. Woof, so, like, it kind of makes sense. Like, he's he's willing to he's willing to spend some of the family trust on on some risks. Well, I guess we see it. We see it later in the show, the same sort of disconnect which is how quick he is to invest in wolf woof and then mm-hmm. how uh how how long it takes for him to quit dunder mifflin to <laughs> pursue true, his right? dream of fame of any kind that's true it's, it's so involved and he goes back and forth and back and forth but with woof he was just already in from the beginning right he maybe he's willing I, I to invest a, a little bit because of his job security yeah i have a slightly different theory i ah. think uh, andy wants to impress authority at all costs so it's more that Michael isn't the boss anymore, mm. that he doesn't want to. The whole point of him jumping at the chance to invest in Serenity by Jan is just to impress Michael or just to appease Michael or be a yes man. Uh, and, uh, and when Michael isn't the boss at Dunder Mifflin anymore and... Uh, Andy just, yeah, Andy doesn't have any interest in impressing him anymore. That is a really good point. As Phyllis says to Andy, Andy, he's gone. You can stop kissing his butt. <laughs> kissing his ass, I don't remember which. He takes her advice. And mm-hmm. I think, too, in dinner party, I think the the moment itself can't be ignored of the immense amount of claustrophobic pressure that Jan is putting on everyone in that house, that condo, mm. excuse me. Um, you may have took this home and made it a house. I think it's even funnier because Michael is pitching the investment opportunity in the garage with the hand chair and the Bowflex. Right, mm-hmm. right. That's where you make your your investor pitch. Uh huh. You you take a couple of buttons off the top of the shirt and and let it rip. <laughs> I I think too that that in that moment, Andy and Mike Andy and Michael are both kind of living out a fantasy, which is like they're in these. Look, it's like three of the the coolest, hottest couples in the office just having dinner, being friends. And I think he's just so caught up in that feeling that any amount to double down on it, he's going to do, which includes, would you like to invest in Jan and I? And he's like, yeah, let's do this. I could see <laughs> I could see this. These six. We can hang out all the time. And uh, yeah. it's like Finder Things Club. He always wants to be included. Yes. Yes. And he. he he can absolutely be persuaded by a situation uh, more so than most other characters on the show. Uh, by the way, I think we should mention, uh, if you've heard that dog barking, that Edwin is on the road yeah. currently. <laughs> oh yeah, brought his mic, mm-hmm. his stand. He's staying. Uh, uh, he's he's been drove down and up uh, to L.A. Yeah, I guess yeah, in L.A. now, down the coast. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so you're staying with some friends there. So that's why you're hearing mm-hmm. this. Friends of the pod. Friends of the Pat pod. Uh, Pat, who mm-hmm. who did our did the watercolor of the Michael Scott Podcast Company uh, with the building and everything. Mm-hmm. Shout yeah, out shout to out Pat. to Pat and Emily. Yeah, big shouts. 
uh, yeah, you know, I drove down. I just got in my car, drove down. Turns out Tallahassee is like 100 miles inland, yeah. so, you know. <laughs> yeah, you were going down to talk to Joe, but. It's it's significantly more inland from the West Coast than the East Coast, mm-hmm. so I've got some driving to do. I, you know, shades in the ocean. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'll surprise I'll surprise Aaron by jumping out of a box and singing Stevie Wonder. I'll say your your internet seems markedly better there than at your usual <laughs> spot. So this yeah, is great my internet for me. is it's just that's good. That's good. I, yeah, I apologize to everyone. My internet can be bad uh, <laughs> at home. I've got to I got to make some upgrades. Hmm. Anyways, well, uh, I thought that should be let, cleared up given the noises. <laughs> That's a, it's Thanks good for to clean that up. Yeah. Uh, let's get to, let's listen to uh, Rachel from Turlock, California's voicemail. Hi guys, um, this is Rachel from Turlock, California. I love the show. Um, I'm not caught up yet, but I just listened to the co-manager arc episode and just wanted to share my favorite part of that episode, which was when Michael's now the salesman and Jim is the manager. Uh, when Michael makes a sale, he blows his train whistle and just makes a big deal about his sale, and the other salesmen are just super annoyed with him, and I, I just think that's so hilarious. Um, it made me wonder if he did that back in the 80s, and, of course, we know in the 80s, Thunder Mifflin really moved paper. Um, but uh, I just wonder what you guys think Michael was like in the 80s at Thunder Mifflin. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for what you do. Thanks, Rachel. Well, thanks, Rachel, yeah. <laughs> what was uh, what was Michael like in the 80s before the documentary? Have I slept hey. with a woman? More than one? Roughland <laughs> rape. That is not current. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this, this came up a little bit in one of our Patreon mailbag episodes about prequels and, you know, things that mm-hmm. would have happened before The Office. And it, I, it's fun to imagine... Uh, a version of the office that's about Michael, young Michael, and Packer as his wingman, and Ed Truck is their boss. While Michael is landing all the clients, he talks about in uh, the Michael Scott Paper Company arc, but how he was the one who landed all those clients in the first place. So I would like mm-hmm. to see all the different sales calls because you have to imagine with Michael, there's a lot of moments where he it seems like everything is going totally wrong and he's messing up the sale and he pulls yeah. it out in the end and it's some sort of miracle. I want to see. Like a Martin Scorsese, like Wolf of Wall Street montage of like Michael and Todd Packer just landing clients left and right. <laughs> Mullet just yeah. like, hey, sell me this flowing yeah. as he's swiveling in the chair. <laughs> Todd Packer doing twins in the hotel room. <laughs> Both of them. It was awesome. Michael and Packer running away from that guy and Packer getting away and Michael not getting away. <laughs> yeah, I know. All those stories. Uh, I, it's most of our, most of the thought of Michael in the eighties is him and Packer. Cause that's what he talks about a lot. Uh, but you got to think like that. Must, Man, they moved a lot of yeah, paper. Boy, they moved a lot of paper. I think, I think Michael was, He's like by the time we meet Michael in the office universe, he's been there. He's been a manager for years, years and years. And he's like accustomed to that. And that amount of power has gone to his head. I think in the 80s, maybe he's not striving to necessarily be in a position of power yet. He's just doing his job because we know he doesn't think that's his job for his life. He settled for this. You know, he always thought he'd, he'd or so, you know, someday I'll have a yacht. So I, w- I wonder how different he'd be when he's not trying to be the boss or isn't the boss. He's probably a lot was probably a lot more fun to hang out with, maybe. 
can you imagine a flashback scene where he's acting exactly like Jim? He's playing pranks on one of the other people yeah. in the office. Everybody's laughing at his jokes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, you know, yeah, we do see him at the call center, and everyone loves him. Yeah, when he uh, just shows up and does his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, does he really do his job? He doesn't, he doesn't yeah. stick yeah, to the right, script. Right. But that's what makes him a good salesman sometimes. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Well, it sounds like he's, he's doing just, a really good job. It's insane that the coach won't play him. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a nice little nugget of his personality. Yeah. At that moment. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm i going to venture to say, I mean, I think Michael's got some serious, like, only child syndrome going on. I think he's probably been hard to be friends with. We know this from, Phil, we, we hear Phyllis talk about him in high school. He was never popular. What's wrong with you? What happened to you in high school? As Daryl yes. said. <laughs> no, something very traumatic did. So I don't know. I It's like he must have been, a, I assume he was quiet, a quiet guy probably. And Packer, Packer probably paid attention to him because no one else liked Packer. But Michael liked Packer because he was the only one who would mm-hmm. hang out with him. I mean, it's probably because Steve Carell is this person. But I imagine Brick from Anchorman, like where he's just repeating like giggling and repeating everything Todd Packer says immediately yeah, after true. he says it. True. There's a, a a deleted scene from the Turf War episode in season eight where Harry Janarone is talking about what life is like in the Syracuse branch. <laughs> mm. And there's just a, there are just people that replicate everyone from the office, including like a couple, like a will they won't they couple. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, just get on with it already. What are you? <laughs> yeah. We got to do a Harry Janarone so, episode. I just soon. imagine that like Michael is part of that office that just feels exactly like I, I would I would say modern Dunder Mifflin, but it's really Dunder Mifflin between you know 2004 and 2013. <laughs> it is a funny question. Was he more of a Dwight or more of a Jim back in the day? Because he doesn't strike me as a super. I don't know if he was following rules super closely I, back then. I think he's more of an Andy. Yeah, you go. Uh, good answer. Good, good you answer. Go. Mm-hmm. Good answer, bud. Good answer. Good answer. It's like we're playing Family Feud. Great idea, Sean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good call. He was Andy. That's who he was. We don't even yeah. have to wonder. It took us that long to get he was, there. But he was a be- he was better at it than Andy. Is. Explain. Well. <laughs> I don't know. Michael, what... Michael, I lost Porter Hardware. <laughs> you, you got it, buddy. I lost him. <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking, like, Andy lays it on too thick with with Michael, but I don't think Michael would have done that to Ed Truck. But my Brooks. <laughs> you, me, right. bar, beers, buzzed, wings, shots, drunk, waitresses, hot. Football, Cornell Hofstra, slaughter, slaughter. Then quit napping my place, and we get the tin sound. No. <laughs> <laughs> right in that moment, Michael was like, "This is my younger self coming back to haunt me. I will not do it." Uh, you know, as they say, people who uh, the people that bother bother you the most are the people most similar to you, and I feel like uh, that happens a lot with Andy. So there you go. There you go. Next question. This comes from uh, Marnie from Atlanta. Uh, She mentions that in a dream, she's sitting next to someone with earbuds in, and they say, yes, sir. 
Like they're answering back the end of the podcast. Uh, So so our question to our listeners is, do you, when you are listening to the podcast, how often do you say aloud, yes, sir, sir. at the the end of the episode, along with us? It's just a general question for everyone. I thought it was really funny. (laughs) Yeah. Some people Uh, sign their emails to us with a yes, sir. Or mm-hmm. there other other comments. We have a, a mm-hmm. for, I'm blanking on his name. One of our Scots Tots, pretty much signs every message on Patreon with, uh, yes sir, yes sir. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate. We that. get a comment. Yeah. Uh, Pippity poppity, give me the zoppity. Yep. Uh, or a, or yes sir. At, uh, you know, for all our Instagram posts. We sure do. Um, I yeah. When I when I respond to emails, I usually finish them with pippity poppity. With a P. Oh, you mean also... when you're doing our show emails. <laughs> when I'm when I'm responding to it, when I respond to all emails, all emails. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a ballsy move. I, I, that I would be. You, a I think you could pull it off. And pippity poppity to you too, sir. <laughs> I hope this email finds you pippity poppity. Pippityest poppity. It's, it's a regular greeting. I hope this finds you zoppity. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Sean. Let's fleece it out. <laughs> go and mock five. We're gonna five. go mock five on this one. Yeah. You ever heard of fuff, fluffy fingers? Go off ice cream cone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think fluffy um, fingers is when you send a very nice cordial email. It's <laughs> when you're typing, or you make a typo. Also, a fluffy fingers. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Marnie. Thank you for the question, Marnie. Yes. It's going uh, back let, to you guys. Let's. This voicemail comes to us from Lonnie in Georgia. Hey guys, this is Lonnie calling from Tipton, Georgia. I'm going to call you back later with what I think is. Some amazing trivia that I don't think y'all have covered yet. Um, but I'm just Ooh. calling today to say thank you. I, I love you guys. Um, it really does feel like really free nice. pals uh, sitting in my living room with me talking about the office. And, um, you yeah. know, I started listening to y'all when I began repainting my daughter's bedroom. And now almost a year later, uh, I'm repainting the whole house. And here you are with me. So grateful for you guys. <laughs> Um, thank you. Thank you for just being who you are and doing what you're doing. All right, bye. Were you painting in the dark? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's thank you, Lonnie. That's, that's so such nice. A, well, thank you. That's that is really, really nice. A really, really hear. nice message. And it yeah, it means a lot to us. I think, you know, when we listen to that voicemail, one thing that that stood out to me oh, as sure. uh, a question for, for you guys and then a question to our listeners as well is what do you guys do while you're listening to podcasts? And then a question for our listeners is what do they do? While they're listening to our show, I'm just kind of curious. I, uh, I, I love doing dishes and listening to a podcast, um, which is how I think this is how the whole show, our whole podcast opens. I think the cold open saying, of the first episode is you saying that. Yeah, is me saying this is a podcast you could listen to while doing dishes because that's all I'm ever looking for. Is <laughs> a but <laughs> uh. I, I do in the car a lot too. I actually drive. Do you do dishes in the car? <laughs> I do <laughs> when I have a good podcast to listen to. Yeah, no, I, I do drive a lot during during the day during the work day, and uh, I'll, I'll sometimes get bored of music and listen to a podcast. I'm a last podcast on the left fan. I listen to a lot of that. Um, Hidden Brain with Shankar Vedantham. Hidden Brain's uh, great. Hidden Brain's so good. Uh, and then whatever popular true crime, super pulpy podcast I, is I popular. I remember, that I remember talking about this with you, Sean, not long ago. And we have very differing. Like, I don't like. There's so many true crime podcasts that are made by 
people that came from TV studios and they're making TV yeah. true crime for podcasts. Yes. And I was like, I hate it. And you were like, oh, I love it. Like the, the, the <laughs> thicker, the better when it's like she, she was a waitress and, you know, in a rural yeah. town. He was a poker dealer. Like such an awesome, crazy setup. <laughs> yeah. Susie told her sister she was going to the beach that weekend. <laughs> well, isn't that a funny story? Yeah. <laughs> it's like so cheese, and I love it. Have you listened to Lost Hills? No. Put, okay. put it in the queue, man. That's your next putting true it, crime pod, bro. What about you guys? What what about what what are your podcast habits? Hmm. Well, I f- I feel like for me it's it, it's probably the same with a lot of people, but it's it's driving like chores, so dishes and cleaning the house and everything, and then walking. And I find that uh, when I'm hmm. like doing the dishes or doing chores, that's when I want something that's very conversational. That's when I end up listening to a lot of like basketball talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, things like that. Bill Simmons, uh, Zach Lowe, that kind of thing. But then uh, when I go for a walk, that's when I want to listen to something that's more like This American Life, a little more story driven, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and then driving is just kind of whatever, but yeah. 100% with you. I, I listen, I'm a freak. I, I li- I'm listening to podcasts all day and like my partner, Anne, is a nurse. So she's she's gone for chunks of the day. And so I have the house to myself. Like I'm just listening to it Kind of like everywhere I on. go. Yeah, like I'll yeah. just have yeah. them. Um, I always listen to one in the shower. Uh, big podcast time for me. Yard work is when I get into the narrative stuff. Like when I'm, nice. and I have a lot of memories associated, like associated with a certain yard work task with a certain story. Like there's just a lot of weird things that happen. Um, if I'm driving a long distance, that's the other time when I get really into the story the narrative ones. Otherwise I'm, I'm just like Edwin. I'm mainly like I'm editing and making podcasts all day. So like, I just want to listen to someone talk about basketball or yeah, I'll put on uh, all fantasy, everything. Those are the main ones that I'm moving around the house to. I find that when I'm going for a walk and I want to break and I want to just like, you know, disconnect a little bit and I'm, you know, it, the question of like, is Jimmy Butler and all, should Jimmy Butler make an all NBA team this year? I feel like that's like not what I want to listen to. <laughs> you're trying to like appreciate nature and be in the park or whatever you're doing, you know? It's mm-hmm. like that's when you're doing the dishes or whatever. And you can think to yourself, like, either yes or no, Jimmy Butler is an all NBA player. Dude, I, this year. <laughs> I did a chunk of the PCT back in 2015. And I was, I basically did the the Washington portion, which is like some of the most gorgeous parts of the PCT. But I was listening to, like, at some point, you're just listening to podcasts because, like, you just need something. Uh, <laughs> and the miles turn into just a lot. But I'm just, it's, I had the exact same experience, Edwin, just the most, like, Alpine Lakes Wilderness, gorgeous <laughs> yeah. vistas. And I'm, like, listening to an argument about who's going to be second team all defense. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm invested in it. And I'm like, what yeah. am I doing? <laughs> like, I, yeah, I should I should take these out, but like, yeah, I gotta have the gotta have the pod going. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's just the kind. Of, yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, th- yeah, it's just time and a place. You want to make sure the like the audio matches the setting. So yeah, yeah. The, I would say the tasks I'm always gonna have a podcast is folding laundry, hundred percent of the time, mm-hmm. and uh, doing, uh, doing yard work. Well, I think. You know, thank you for uh, hanging with us on this podcast. You know, deep dive for us. But uh, I guess uh, I'm curious to know from everyone listening what you guys do when you're listening to our show. The things, or if you do anything at all. Maybe you just listen, sit still in silence and listen. (laughs) (laughs) 
Drop everything. Yeah. yeah. I listen on my desktop. I just sit at the desk and listen. No, we have. Mm. Uh, I I feel like a lot of a lot of people. It's going on walks, some form of walking. <laughs> a lot of people sit at the gym, and then a p- few people have written in about like people who deliver with like DoorDash or some other service. Oh, that's like cool. a lot of people listen um, during work in that way too. If you have a warehouse job, that's what I hear. But I'm curious, like, yeah, what weird routines? What outside of that do people do when they listen mm-hmm. to us? Uh, next question. Next right. question. Thank you, uh, thank you, Lonnie. Uh, great, yes, great thank prompt. You. Thanks, Lonnie. Let's move yeah. on to uh, Isabel in Michigan. Hey guys, uh, my name is Isabel. I'm calling from Michigan. Um, currently, it is uh, 1.30 in the morning. I'm in the hospital right now, listening to your podcast. I just wanted to say thank you guys so so much. It's bringing me a lot of comfort right now. I had surgery yesterday and um, had some unexpected complications. Uh, so I had to spend the night in the hospital. And um, oh, I just wanted to say thank you. And I do have one question, like a burning question that I've been thinking about for a long time is how do you guys eat your string cheese? Do you eat it like Ryan <laughs> or do you eat it like Jim? Thanks guys so much. Okay, bye. <laughs> Uh, that was great isabel thank you so much that's really nice yeah isabel like we hope you we wish you a swift recovery Mm -hmm. um that sucks i i hate i've been stuck in the hospital before and it just sucks and uh i i hope uh i hope i hope you're out of there soon or you were you did get out of there quick but uh (laughs) <laughs> that's such an odd I love your question um, do you eat string cheese like Ryan or like Jim I actually I need a reminder Toby you remember it's it's like it's uh, the injury and mm-hmm. yeah. Toby says to Ryan you just dive right in huh, dive right in, huh? <laughs> I I peel I peel out the strings yes I play the strings I make as well. the string yeah I mix and match every now and then you peel and then sometimes you just go for it. <laughs> I don't I guess think I, I, have, I have. I don't think I've ever gone for it. Really? I can't think of a time I've ever. It it's, it 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 upsets me. The idea of it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at a certain point, it's too thin to peel. Right, anymore. but then I've I've whittled it down to I'm just holding a string. Mm-hmm. How how okay wait here's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> how thin does that last string get oh. before you dive right in? Uh, I get you're, it. You're splitting atoms to I get, get down it, to the. I get point. it down. I'm not going more than a half inch thick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even that feels like would, a lot. The width of a human <laughs> hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess I I kind of peel down to maybe like a third. You know. Yeah, I, I get my chop saw. I get my chop saw and get real, real precise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Break out the tweezers and. Yeah. <laughs> you know, on uh, on on um. On film shoots and stuff like that, there's craft service, which is just all snacks, and you eat like you're in elementary school. They have just little bags of fruit snacks and string cheese and like fun size candy bars Dude, and stuff that like for, that. That's for just everyone on crew? For everyone, yeah, yeah. Dude, every the, film the, shoot I hear about, I, I feel like if I worked in film, I would gain so much weight. You, yeah. So, yeah, it's. Like you, you work a twelve-hour day, and sometimes you work a twelve-hour night, and your life is just you know 
all on set. And so they're required to just have snacks and things like that readily available for you all all the time. But those snacks are like, yeah, are like grade school snacks. And so I've definitely like been in a hurry, grabbed a string cheese and just. Okay. So you have. Yes, I have. I've done it. Yeah. Yeah, That's where I was going with that. (laughs) Well, I like pretzel day. <laughs> uh, thank That's, you. By the way, Isabel. really quick, those, yeah. you've seen those memes when you're like, "Hey, do you want three? Do you want three string cheeses? No, of course not. Hey, what if I cut them up and deep fry them and serve with marinara? Like, Hell yeah! <laughs> oh yeah, give me that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you want to eat six hard boiled eggs? No, but like, what if you cut them open and took the yolk and mixed it with other stuff and put it back in? Then yes, yes. absolutely. Would you yeah. like an omelet, yeah. sir? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's true. Uh, thanks, Isabel. Um, this next one comes to us from Jonas. Hey, it's uh, Jonas from Arizona. I'm 13. I love the podcast. Um, oh, nice. Something for ordinary things is, uh, so I was listening to a song, um, uh, It's a Party in the USA, and every single time I hear it, instead of hearing It's a Party in the USA, I hear it is Dunder Mifflin is a part of Sabre. Um, yeah. So I thought that's pretty funny. <laughs> and so I was wondering what's something in real life that oh, the only thing you can hear from it is the office version. So uh, thank you. Love the podcast again. Bye. Mm. <laughs> Dude, Jonas, thanks for calling. That's, that's hilarious. That's a great question. Um, <laughs> and, a great, yeah, abs- and a great question too. Yes. Um, what What's the... Man on the Moon and the Silver Spoon. Cats in the Cradle. <laughs> yeah, Cats in the Cradle and Silver Spoon. Rig it, get goo. And the the way that they end it, they're like, gonna have a good time. And then it cuts. <laughs> okay. That's how I always think the song goes. Oh. But it actually goes, gonna have a good time then. Oh, yeah. That's right. It does, doesn't it? It does. Uh, oh, for me, it's zombie. Yeah, in your head. Yeah. There's a zombie. lot. Yeah. a lot of it's, it's Andy. All <laughs> Andy. I was gonna say the place in France, everything, yeah. dude. It's all, mm-hmm. it's all Andy. Zombie. Love me, love me. All the music. That's the other one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's it's hard to even. Uh, some of the Michael, <laughs> some of the way he mispronounces words sticks with me. Like mm-hmm. when I think of. Like the word superstitious, like I just think of it like stitious now. Like I think, oh, it's a little stitious. Uh, it's just how it, <laughs> I can't how it's think been of that uh, that James Blunt song. I always think of is from The Office. Just that little clip of it that Michael is playing. <laughs> I just want to taste it. <laughs> touch my heart, touch my soul. <laughs> 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 I had I had that drop. Know. I can't believe it. Yeah, that's amazing. And then uh nice. need more mullins and he turns up. Oh yeah. Rockabye. Yeah, yeah. I mean, closing time. It's not like there's a different oh, yeah. version. It's just that, but uh I don't know. It's uh, One thing so... that I think happens for us is Michael Scott Paper Company versus Michael Scott oh, Podcast yes. Company. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. That's huge. Oh. I can't that's say Michael's, Michael Scott paper company i just say podcast company now it, yeah yep. reflexively now that's the main yeah. one yeah popcorn the word popcorn has been kind of ruined <laughs> popcorn for me and i love party far I love popcorn <laughs> <laughs> that's true alex loves popcorn uh, we can vouch for that not anymore 
And we never. Now he loves popcorn. And we never will. Now he loves baklava. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it smells like popcorn. There we go. There you go. Oh boy. Uh, okay. Well, that's the last voicemail. Did you want? Oh, Sean, you had another one, didn't you? I haven't. I haven't emailed. This is a. This is just a great email from Rachel. Hey. I'm a new listener to your podcast, and I've been binging as often as I can, and I just finished the Phyllis episode. I was surprised you never brought up the episode in which Phyllis was flashed in the parking lot. That's such a great episode. Dwight's I Have, a pe- I have Penises on the Brain was such a funny line. <laughs> <laughs> Regarding the close your mouth, sweetie, you look like a trout Lost scene. penis. <laughs> Yes, that particular scene was harsh, but I think it's great Phyllis just put Pam in her place for Pam throwing Phyllis under the bus in order to get her clients. That was a dick move on Pam's part. Also, as far as stealing Pam's wedding, eh, Pam's (laughs) wedding never happened, and Phyllis choosing the same flowers and dress didn't harm Pam in any way. It's just proof that Phyllis is unimaginative, but no one owns wedding details. And before anyone thinks I hate Pam, I don't. I just think she's put on too high of a pedestal by fans. She can be a jerk, too, like the rest of them. Close your mouth, sweetie. You look like a trout. (laughs) Uh, Rachel, uh, well put. Thank you so much. What do you guys think? Love it. It's true. I agree. I, I, I agree with the pedestal comment. I... Yeah. I love Phyllis. I love Phyllis in that moment. I don't think it's too hard. Mm -hmm. It's just like Phyllis, uh... It's not that Phyllis is harsh. It's just suddenly Phyllis is showing some other sides of her personality. And um, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never, I, I. That scene, like, that and, scene and, passes the Bechdel test, by the way, that little run-in they have. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Same with all of Phyllis's scenes with Angela as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Cross I think. At the Steamtown Mall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think by this point in the show, she learns to stick up for herself a little bit. And yeah, you know, Pam maybe does deserve that a little bit. It's interesting to think that Phyllis is unimaginative, or that's the take. Like, I think that's something Mm -hmm. I haven't really considered before. But yeah. Wedding details. I mean, I guess Pam is too. She bought the outfit off of the... I know, they both both They have the same sensibility, maybe. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. Have you ever done that before? Bought an outfit off a mannequin? Yeah. Like, have you ever just walked into a store and been like, that's, like that. that's a fit want, right yeah. there. <laughs> Give me that. Never. I've never done that. I don't think I've ever. I've never you done You would that. be my only pick as someone that might do that, Sean. Yeah, Sean. Yeah. I, I, I didn't even know that was an option. I mean, I feel like my mind goes to like, well, that's taken. I can't. Like, I, I could see like us. That, cause that, I could see us in the Pearl and we walk by like the Pendleton store and you're just like, oh, look at that jacket. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, that that's perfect. And you just go. But the whole. And, you're talking the whole ensemble. I'm talking the whole ensemble. I'll take the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, actually, I have a funny story about this. So I, you know, when I used to work in retail, there was one time where somebody needed, wanted to buy the shirt that they saw on the mannequin, and that for whatever reason, the only shirt that was like left in the store was on that particular mannequin in that size, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like in a window. And I had to like 
it was a cr- like a super busy day and time of year, and I had to get up in the window with the mannequin, and my manager was like, well, you got to take it off the mannequin and put a new. And like dressing mannequins <laughs> can be really difficult if you haven't done it before. Yeah, I imagine. And I had to take off the mannequin's shirt and put a new one on, and people were pointing and laughing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I feel. Oh, did you it's like, like it was a very small space that you're yeah. like trying to dress this mannequin. I feel like you just like take the arms off and <laughs> well, that's what you have to do. But then like you've got to put the like shirt on and put the arms back through. Yeah, just dismembering this mm-hmm. this statue. Another <laughs> time his clothes. We, brought one of the mannequins into the back to like try to do it there and like I was carrying the mannequin and I totally just like s- smashed its head on the top like part of the door frame <laughs> and everybody turned everybody turned and saw because it, it made such a loud noise <laughs> the anyway. other day at work uh, we rented a dummy for something we were shooting and we I got the dummy and like it had clothes on it but when in the scene it was like supposed to be a person being torn apart so i was trying to show pictures of like it without its like of its skin and so i just like took its clothes off and someone was just like whoa sean slow down a little bit there (laughs) we had a doing my job here (laughs) i i'll chip in this one anecdote which is my dad used to be a theater uh like a high school theater teacher uh and when he, he, he taught at several schools and when he left one of the schools, the, the woman who had been making costumes for him for years as a thank you gift made him a life-size doll of himself. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like a, like a full like rag doll and it had a penis and balls. <laughs> Obviously. Mm. I know that because my brother and I have played with his doll. And the first thing we did is like, is there? Oh, my God, there is. And she had sewed on. Anatomically correct. She had sewed on, a, 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 you know, twig and berries down. What? Yeah, it was so <laughs> bizarre. And then it, its face was like had a big gap in its teeth, which is a defining feature of my dad. I mean, I but can like, imagine. cartoonishly big. And then yeah. this like ragged hair. And like, I put a bow tie on it and put a penis, and it was like, "Is this a gift? Or are you are you mocking my father? What's going on?" I I I I feel like I can imagine the party when they handed it off to him, and it, everyone's like, "Oh, oh, is it anatomically correct? Oh, it is." Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I had a party. All I know is suddenly I had another dad downstairs, and it was this doll. <laughs> messed me up as a kid a little bit playing with that doll you know it that explains a lot <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man That's okay funny guys i think we could I, I think we can can leave our voicemails and messages there uh you know um Thank you to everyone who. Oh wait, uh, does Pat have? Does he have yeah. one ordinary things oh, for us? Pat, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me again, move, again. Let me Edwin oh, staying. Yeah, here we Pat go. This is on the road, ladies and gentlemen. This is actually. Uh, I guess this is our second guest. Uh, guest on the show because on our live show we had. Uh, sure. That's had, right. Uh, the ladies from um, Lady Justice Brewing. Lady Justice Brewing. And now our first guest. Which is really hosting Edwin, which is Pat. What's up, Pat? Hey, thank you so much hey, for Pat. the introduction. I'm uh, I'm I'm very honored. You sound great. You sound way better <laughs> than Edwin. Oh wow! Damn. 
Will you join the show? Yeah. Hey. Uh, what do you, what you got for us, Pat? So I watch. I rewatched uh, the carpet recently. Nice. Um, and and I I, th- I hope this works as an ordinary things question, but uh, <laughs> I wonder. You guys ever shit on a carpet? Ever... <laughs> <laughs> have you ever have only you ever... as a prank? <laughs> have you ever witnessed or been part of a prank that just went too far? Oh. Oh, we're gonna get into some weird territory here. Hmm. Well, while you're thinking of that, yeah. I, I have one. I'm part of a group at my at my work where uh, we're called the Rude Club, and we're all really rude to each other. <laughs> Things went a little too far <laughs> when one when one coworker hit the other coworker's car, just as 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 a joke. But you know, just a little too far. Oh Wait, what? <laughs> I have so many questions. I don't know whether Rude to believe Club. you or not. Or yeah, yeah, and like the parking lot at work. No, I just feel like that's a prank goes a little too far. Yeah, that's way yeah. too far. <laughs> like shitting on shitting on a carpet goes I'll, a little. I'll too be honest. Far. Rude, Rude Club feels like a little far. too far. <laughs> what? What? I, it's, it's, I'm it's, more. It never goes that. It never goes that far. It's how like, exclusive is Rude Club? Is you it guys like are, are you guys just Fight Club, but you're not as big? You don't have as much courage. <laughs> to be a part of it, you have to like pointedly not make eye contact with someone when they pass you. Oh, you know? just like like little rude things like that. You know, I oh, want the listeners fun. to know that like uh, Pat's one of the most kind-hearted people I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I I, this is shocking to me that you're part of a rude club, but also I kind of love it. Uh, well, it's 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 like my favorite part of my job for sure. That's great. Uh, well, to your question, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of one now. A prank gone awry. Gone too far. I, this is not necessarily that, but the other night we were having dinner with my family and uh, my dad is losing his hearing. We were, It was like with our family and with our in-laws and my dad's losing his hearing. And, uh, and, uh, he was like, ta- like we were wine tasting and he was like talking about a wine and he gave a really good description of the wine. And my mom across the room was like, Ed, that's a very sexy answer. And everyone <laughs> laughed. And my dad, who just gave like a very like thoughtful description of the wine, didn't hear what she said and just saw everyone laughing and <laughs> like was just kind of like, what's what what's hap- what what did i say what's going on and like kevin my brother was next to him and my sister was on the other side of him and they didn't want to tell him what she had said <laughs> which only made it worse <laughs> it was like then everyone just started texting him like she said that was sexy <laughs> It's it's not necessarily a prank gone no, I, gone too far, but just a I funny story. <laughs> I've got, I have I have one that was done to me. It wasn't done too far, but it was. Anyway, it was a. So I used to do this thing with my friend Mitch. You guys know Mitch, but oh, yeah. for about oh I know Mitch, <laughs> like <laughs> uh, like like. You guys know Daryl? Yeah, he, yeah works he works here. Uh, for like, <laughs> you know, Mitch? I want to say four or five years or something. I had, we did this thing called "What If," which meant once 
once per calendar <laughs> once per calendar year you got to like do something that you normally wouldn't do to that person where whereas like it started out of a joke as being like he was walking back with a full cafeteria tray full of food and I was just like man what if I just slap that whole thing out of your hand and we decided okay once a year you get to do that what if thing and you don't have to tell them it's coming. It just happens, and you can't get mad when it happens. So, and like you just do it, and you say what if. And we did it for a few years, and it was, it was ended up being always pretty small stuff. Um, like pouring a glass of water on you. Yeah, spilling. Like yeah, something like that. I yeah, Mitch. I, I I like spill a whole glass of red wine on like one of Mitch's like white tank top shirts. <laughs> Uh, uh, I poured a, or he poured a drink down my pants one time. <laughs> I, there was one other one I did I was proud of, and I now I can't remember. Anyway, one of those times, I, when this is when we all actually when I lived with Pat and Edwin back in college, and I was sitting yeah. playing Peggle uh, on Xbox, <laughs> and Shout out my hair Peggle. was my hair was longer at the time, and Mitch just came up behind me and grabbed a full fistful of my hair and scissors and just cut it all off. I just like, oh just my God. giant chunk of hair. Just That's gone. Great. And it was like, what if, and I was so mad. And it was like, it was like, I don't think that one went too far, but there was something about like, you took something from my body and that really upset me. And I didn't get mad. And I, I think it's actually genius by Mitch. It was a, it was the perfect. What if, but for me, biologically, went too far because now I'm. It's like now I'm losing my hair right there, and I'm like, dude, I don't. That could have been my last, last long lock of hair <laughs> I in that spot, but whatever. I think though the 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 deep down, you guys knew that the reason we're doing this is because you'll be able to tell the story. Hundred percent, hundred percent. There's no <laughs> question. So it was all and worth it you for this moment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. I, can, I can only imagine. <laughs> Edwin, prank prank gone too far? I don't have a good one. Um I remember one time when I was working as a camp counselor, we came up with this like this legend of a of a guy who was like of um I don't want to tell this story. This probably isn't very good. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or at least Should I just don't want to tell it. Then? Yeah, I don't want to tell it on the pod. I don't want to tell well, it. Well, then we're going to end it. We're going to end it. A little bit of dead. mystery. A little bit of mystery yeah. to end the pod. You guys, thank you so <laughs> much right, for right, calling in okay. with your Let's voicemails. Right. It's, it's a, it, uh, this is a more casual, laid-back episode. We'll be back next week. I think we're doing Michael and Dwight next week. Yeah. Let's we lock it in. That We're now? committed now. We're doing it. Yeah. Michael and Dwight next week. Um, so, you know, if you have any thoughts there, uh, hit us up. Call us, 503-694-9314. You can email us, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram, Michael Scott Podcast Company. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com. And if you're a big fan of the show... Join us on patreon.com slash Michael Scott. You can become a Scott's top for five bucks a month. You support Great the show. Ideas, <laughs> Together we make a donation to the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. That was supposed to come right after you first started talking. Jeez. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, 
Uh, if you like this mailbag episode, if you join us on Patreon every month when we do a mailbag episode, your questions will get answered. Uh, and and we this is how we do it every month. And it's a lot of fun. I, I, um, I, I sense a day in the future we're going to have to backtrack on that because we're going to we get so many questions now. For our we're getting a lot. of We are getting like more. Yes. Uh, but we uh, had patrons. And that is super cool and we touch every uh, question uh, yeah, you sent, I, the, for sure we might that 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 day will come soon but i don't think we're quite there yet no. I, so today may 12th <laughs> 2021 <laughs> <laughs> join us on patreon and we'll answer your questions um a uh, special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who helps us with our social media and designs our artwork. Special thanks to all our Scott's Tots. We love you guys so much. Thank you. Uh, thank you to everybody who uh, called in with a voicemail that didn't get answered today. Uh, we still listen to it. We still appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, this episode was recorded in Portland, Oregon, over video chat. Special thanks to Pat, who made a great point that even though it wasn't a voicemail, it was a voice from a male. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's what this show needs more of. (laughs) Right, yeah. Uh, But hey, thank you for listening. Uh, It means a lot to us that you hang out with us, that you spend uh, your time hanging out with us, and uh, we really, really appreciate it. Um, You know, uh, and thank you for hanging out on this very... uh, it's, it was a lot of us hanging out and a lot of us chatting. Not, I don't feel like it was as office focused. You're literally hanging out on episodes. a front porch, Edwin. This is great. Yes, uh, which is <laughs> which is cool. But uh, but anyway, uh, thank you again. Uh, take care. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Give me poppy. Give me the salad. Yes, yes Scott. Threat level wise, apartheid. Gotta fight it, free Mandela. Peace, I'm out. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.